The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. First Samuel 17, 7 to 14. The word of God says, First Samuel 7, 7 to 14. When the Philistine rulers heard that Israel had gathered at Mizpah, they mobilized their army and advanced. The Israelites were badly frightened when they learned that the Philistines were approaching. Don't stop pleading with the Lord, our God, to save us from the Philistines. They begged Samuel. First Samuel 7, verse 9. So Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a whole burnt offering. He pleaded with the Lord to help Israel. And the Lord answered him. Just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack Israel. But the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day. And the Philistines were thrown into such 
confusion that the Israelites defeated them. The men of Israel chased them from Mizpah to a place below Bethkar, slaughtering them all along the way. Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, Up to this point, the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and didn't invade Israel again from, so, for some time. And throughout Samuel's lifetime, the Lord's powerful hand was raised against the Philistines. Verse 14. The Israelites' villages near Akron and Gath that the Philistines had captured were restored to Israel along with the rest of the territory that the Philistines had taken. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites in those days. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his words in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 7 says that when the Philistine rulers heard that Israel had gathered at Mizpah, they mobilized their army and advanced. The Israelites, on the other hand, were badly frightened when the land that the Philistines were approaching. Now, interesting story. The Philistines thought it was business as usual. Israel, we have always been chanting them. We are just going to chant them. Praise the name of the Lord. So the, the enemy thought they were going to have victory like before. You see, I have news for you. Every enemy that thinks that we have victory like before, they are about to be shocked. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. They really are about to be shocked. They didn't know that something has changed. So the question is, what changed? I mean, we're going to get to it. Something had changed. They, they were coming business as usual. Oh, Israel, we are going to trample upon them. We are going to deal with them. But they didn't know that something had changed. So, on the other hand, the Jews, even though victory was theirs, even though something had changed in the spiritual, because where something changed was in the spiritual, that's why the Philistines didn't get it until they were badly defeated. For the Jews, even though something had changed in the spiritual, the, the, the scripture says that they were still badly frightened. They were still afraid. So it is possible for things to have changed for you for good in the spirit that you are still afraid in the physical. It is possible for God to have shifted your destiny in the right direction, but you are still thinking. Today, you need to align with God. Praise the name of the Lord. You need to align with God. So the Jews, even though their destinies have been shifted, as it were, even though 
stuff had happened in the spiritual, they were still afraid in the physical. They were still terribly, the Bible says they were terribly afraid in the physical. Again, it tells us that your feeling really has nothing to do with God. Really. It would be good if your feelings are aligned with God for your own advantage. But your feelings are not your spiritual barometer. Some of us make the mistake of thinking our feelings is our spiritual barometer. We think that we are spiritually defeated because we are feeling that way. No, 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 no. Gideon made the same mistake. Because he was feeling defeated, he was, he was threshing wheat on a wine press, disguising, hiding. When the angel of the Lord looked at Gideon, the angel of the Lord said what? You mighty man of war. I mean, so Gideon's spiritual position had nothing to do with his physical representation. He had nothing to do with what he taught about himself. There are people that are sitting in this place. You are looking at yourself and God is saying, oh, governor of wealth. You are like, hmm, God, make I just pay this rent, I beg. <laughs> you know, God is calling you mother of many children. You are like, just give me one. Mm, so that... I'm fine. And we think that what we feel is actually a representation of how things are. That's not true. That's not true. How you feel has nothing, nothing in most cases to do with how things are in the spiritual But we see what they did. They went to Samuel and they said to Samuel in verse 8, don't stop pleading with the Lord for us. (laughs) To save us from the Philistines, they begged Samuel. So the question, you know, to to you and I is is this, who do you turn to when your back is against the wall? Who do you turn to when your back is against the wall? Who do you turn to? You've been trusting God for Financial fruitfulness. And the the man says, you have to sleep with me. And you say to yourself, after all, God will use somebody. Which do you turn to when your back is against the wall? You're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Your colleague says to you, hmm, there's one Baba in one place. I know you people are you people are born again, born again people. Don't worry. Just give me twenty thousand. Let him do something for you. Who do you turn to when your back is against the wall? Everyone in this place that have turned to anything or anyone apart from God, I pray you repent today. 
Why? Because there is help for you today. And your shenanigans should not stand in the way of God's help for you. Verse 9 says, Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a whole burnt offering. And he pleaded with the Lord to help Israel. And the Lord answered him. God will answer you in the name of Jesus. God will answer you. You know, I mean, let me just say this before I go on. When this is part of the service, we are going to conclude it with um, a communion service and, and everyone that is trusting God for fruitfulness in any area, fruitfulness will break forth in Jesus' name. Then we would ask those trusting God for the fruit of the womb, particularly to stay behind where the rest of us kindly just excuse us and, and we'll do what, what God wants us to do. I just need to give us a big picture so that we are all on the same page. So, the word of God says that God answered him. God answered him. You see, one of my weaknesses, quote-unquote, as a person, is that every time I pray, do you, can you even believe that I actually always, always, always expect God to answer can you see how naive I am? It's, 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 it's a weakness, if you will. Every time I pray, I actually expect an answer. Every time I pray, I actually expect an answer. I actually expect that the God of heaven and the earth, the creator of the universe... In fact, the scientists are saying that it's, it's a multiverse now. It's not a universe. That there are many universes. I actually expect that when I pray that that creator of the heavens and the earth will actually respond. I know it sounds foolish, I know. And God wants you and I to be actually that foolish. Put an unquote. God wants us to actually expect that it will respond. In fact, many times the problem is that we don't expect that it will respond. Many times we are praying, but we just, we just want to pray so that we, it can be said that we have prayed. We really don't want a response, or rather, we are tired. We don't even think there's going to be a response. But if you check scriptures, John 14, 13, John 14, 13, and 14, you know, it's, it's amazing. Jesus says that you can ask for anything. Now, how many things? You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. He says, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. He says, in case you thought you didn't hear me well, yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You know, I know it sounds too good to be true, 
So, so pastor, can I just bring any wild request to God? You know that um, the answer is yes. However, the answer is also no. But we are talking about, which is why we had to pray that prayer in, in Genesis. We are talking about what God intends. We are talking about what God wants, what, if you will, you can call it the will of God. Oh, be sure you will answer. Praise the name of the Lord. Definitely. Definitely. In, in, in Matthew 7, 7. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. You know? This is Jesus himself speaking. He says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For a few that ask, receive. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone. Everyone say everyone. No, 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 no. Does everyone include you? Does everyone include you? Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. As you ask over this weekend, you will receive. As you seek God's face, you will find it. And as you knock, the doors will open. In the name of Jesus. Because I am part of everyone. 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 You see, one of, one of, one of the things, in reading the scriptures, I, I said to myself that, did, did they put a gun on his head before he made this statement? Maybe he was under duress. Maybe, did anybody force him to make this statement? Did he have to make this statement? So I go to him, I said, you had better do what you said you would do because nobody forced you to say it. <laughs> you said it yourself. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Joking Leo. In John 15, 16, John 15, 16, you know, the, the word of God says it's tying fruitfulness and asking and receiving. It says, you didn't choose me I chose you. In other words, don't think that fruitfulness is your idea. It's my idea. Don't think that the answer to this prayer, you, it's, it's, God says, it is my idea. We are not here to try and twist something out of God's hands. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for, using my name. God will answer you in the mighty name of Jesus. And in verse 10, it says, just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, just as he was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack, but the Lord 
spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day. And the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. Today, God will speak with a mighty voice of thunder against all the enemies of our destinies. And they will be defeated. They will hear God's thunderous voice. And they will be defeated. In verse 11, it says, The men of Israel chased them from Mizpah to the place below Bethkar, slaughtering them all along the way. So the, the key thing is this. God did what Israel could not do. But the men of Israel still had to chase. You know, there, there, there are things God will have you do that he will not do for you. You cannot speak in this supernatural the way God can and cause confusion in the camp of the enemy. He will do it for you. But you have to chase them down and take possession. So this is not just prayer, you know, it has been abused, thinking that God, you know, I just prayed and I fold my legs, like remote control, you know, then I, I don't lift a finger and you know, God would have us to be responsible. By the time we get to verse 14, it says that the Israelite villages near Ekron and Gath that the Philistines had captured were restored to Israel along with the rest of the territory that the Philistines had taken and there was peace. Every ground you have lost to be restored to you I'm announcing this because, and I'm showing you from God's word, that every ground will be restored to you in the name of Jesus. Every ground that we have lost will be fully restored to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Every territory that we have lost will be fully restored to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Every ground that we have lost will be fully restored to us in the mighty name of Jesus. In your life, every ground you have lost will be fully restored to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And in verse 13, it says the Philistines were subdued. God will subdue every form of attack in your life in the name of Jesus. Fully subdue them. And they didn't invade Israel again for some time. And throughout Samuel's lifetime, the Lord's powerful hand was raised against the Philistines. You know, I, I, I like the way the, the KJV put it. The, the KJV says that as, as long as Samuel was alive, the Philistines 
stayed away. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> that, you know, in your family, as long as you are alive, all the things that have been plaguing them will just stay away. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Totally. And you are going to live very long. Amen. And guess what? You are going to pass that thing to your children. <laughs> So that as they are alive also, these Philistines will back off. So what changed? What makes this stoppable bunch unstoppable? What made these defeated foes undefeatable? What changed? If you back up 1 Samuel 7 and you read 3 to 6, you will see what changed. It says, Then Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you want to return to the Lord with all your hearts, get rid of your foreign gods and your images of Ash." Turn your heart to the Lord and obey him alone. Then he will rescue you from the Philistines. So the Israelites got rid of their images of Baal and Ashtoreth and worshipped only the Lord. Then Samuel told them, gather all of Israel to Mizpah. And I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mitzpah and a great ceremony, in a great ceremony, drew water and from the well and poured it out before the Lord. They also went out, went without food all day. How many people have been fast? I still fasting. Okay. Ah uh-uh. ah, come on, don't disappoint me. Okay, more hands. You're just shy. You don't want your left hand to know. What your right hand is, is doing. So keep your right, left hand at the back and raise your right hand. All right. <clears throat> you know, and confess that they had sinned against the Lord. It was at Mizpah that Samuel became Israel's judge. So that had changed. And the, the Philistines did not know that these people had, they are now aligned with God. If you want to return to the Lord, with all your heart. Get rid of the foreign gods. Many, many of us, we have foreign ideas. We have ideas of how we want to run our lives. That has nothing to do with God. If you want God on your side, you need to get rid of those ideas. Ideas that, oh, we are not married, but you know, since we are going to get married, we can, we can as well be stupid together. <laughs> May you not serve the Philistines for the rest of your life. Say Amen. Ideas that, oh, I, I don't have to go to, to the, those, to the Baba, but, you know, I can give my auntie some, you know, money. Let them do the sacrifice. I can't go. It's a foolish idea. You need to get rid of it if you want God's help. All sorts of strange ideas. 
And perhaps some of us even have images or figurines that we need to get rid of. So that God can help you. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn your hearts to the Lord and obey him alone. Obey him alone. That was what changed. Now the question is, will that change for you? Will you align your heart? Will you get rid of strange ideas? Will you stop using your own brain and allow God to be God? Then Samuel took a large stone, verse 12, and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. For those trusting God for the fruit of the womb, you will carry your baby. And you will say, God has helped me. My stone of help. For those of us trusting God for other forms of fruitfulness, you will carry that baby, financial baby, professional baby, and you will say, this is where God has helped me at this point. You know, I like how the Yoruba version of the Bible puts it. Snihi, niruha, rowalode. This is where God has helped us. I'm totally excited today because of all God is doing. And I said it will do. But we see that Samuel offered a whole lamb as an offering. Of course, you know that is a type of Christ. As an offering to God, there's only one offering that is acceptable to God, and that's the offering of Jesus Christ. If anybody tells you to go and buy goat <laughs> or to go and bring cow. Please run for your life. There's only one sacrifice that is needed. And that is the sacrifice of Jesus. But what Jesus has said to us is we need to keep reenacting the sacrifice. We need to keep remembering it. We need to keep revoking, I mean, um, re-invoking it. Is that the correct English? We need to keep invoking it again. (laughs) We need to keep bringing it back to life. We need to keep making it fresh. And, and it says with the Holy Communion, when you take the Holy Communion, it says, it's as if the lamb was slain again. The one that was slain before the foundations of the earth it was as if it was slain again. But right now, it's not, not just slain again. It, was, it, it will be as if it was slain for me. 
So, so I'm bringing that sacrifice home. It's powerful. It's powerful. I'm bringing that sacrifice home. So when we take communion, as we take communion today, see fresh blood sacrificed for you. For me. Because you are going to hold your own for me. And as you take it, the communion, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every womb that has been shot, physical womb, financial womb, intellectual womb, educational womb, will be opened. In the name of Jesus. As you take it, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will have dominion fully in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want you to stretch out your faith, if you will. Let it be, uh, actually expect something. Expect that God will do what only he can do in your life. However, like we said, what changed? So, will what change, will it change for you? Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. As we prepare our hearts to take the communion, will it change for you? I want to prove with you very quickly, if you are seated there, you are saying, Pastor, what change needs to change for me? I need to turn with my whole heart to God. 100% of my heart to God. Pray with me. I want to pray with you. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, put up your hand now over your head quickly. If you are proper, proper hand, well, God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. I want to turn my whole heart, my whole heart. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Thank God for all the children that are always putting up their hands. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. If you have the card, you can put down the hand and, and just talk to God. Just talk to God. I turn away from Baal. I turn away from Ashtoreth. I, I turn away today. Many of us, we need to physically discard things. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, sir. If, if you want to put up your hand, you can still put up that hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister, right there. God bless you. That is me. If, if you have the card, you can put down that hand. Oh, my father. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. If, if you have the card, why don't you cry to God? Talk to God. Spend some time and, and talk to God. Can I still put up my hand? Yes, you can if you want to. Quickly before we pray. If you have the card, talk to God. If, even if you don't have the card, you've heard the word of God. Talk to God. Father, I prepare my heart. I prepare my heart today. Things are going to change in my favor. I'm going to be fruitful. Fruitful in my mind. Fruitful academically, fruitful financially, fruitful in the fruit of my body. 
Oh, Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for everyone that is surrendering to you, my Father. All these people turning their hearts to you, my Father, we ask that you meet them. Your word says we should draw near unto you, that you will draw near unto us. Meet this one, so God of heaven. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.